0: All right, hello world. We are here from Las Vegas, Nevada, our home base for Fuelixer and Fuel and Field Talk podcast. This is episode 41. Super stoked for this episode being here with Kevin, uh, Kevin Summers. We actually met a couple weekends ago.
1: Yep, yep. On the event, uh, right? Yep, for the three days of, of fitness or destruction, depending on. <laughs> yeah,
0: and um, after that first day, I was completely destroyed, my legs were ripped (laughs) apart, so I needed a ride back to my home and you know, on on that ride back, uh, discovered so many interesting things about you, man, that I was like, I got to get this guy in the podcast. Uh, Um, So, you know, without further ado, I mean, I I could go on on an introduction, but I'd much rather you explain your story, share your story, because it goes way back far. Yeah, uh, and it's super interesting. So, uh, where does this all begin with the bike, man? I, I know you're you're an obsessed cyclist. We just got back from a quick ride. Yeah. Um, but where does everything start? Uh, give us a little bit intro on, on your on your background. Like, when when was your first memory with the bike? Do you remember that?
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. I uh... <laughs> I remember I went out and uh, my next door neighbor. I used to always come back. I come home and he would sit there and say, "Hey man, let's go for a ride. Let's go for a ride." And I'm like, ah, "I don't have a bike. I don't have a bike." And uh, I told my wife one day, you know, it's being born and raised in Oregon. You know, it's what's what's a bike? You know, Walmart sells bikes. That's that's a bike. And uh, I'm like, "Hey, you want? You know, one of these days I want to go out and I want to get a bike. Let's let's you know we'll shoot over to Walmart, or whatever." Yeah, that didn't happen. My in-laws actually went out and uh, got me a. $400 Jameis Hardtail. I mean, it, dude, it was it was the most technological, advanced bike I've ever seen. It had disc brakes. So I thought only bikes had those things. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> my next-door neighbor had this Rocky Mountain Element 50. I'll never forget the bike. It looked but I'm like, what the hell is a Rocky Mountain? I'm like, that's odd. So long story short, get the bike. He decides to take me on this climb called the Beast. This sucker still this Many day with that name, bro. I, would, I would have uh, you know second guesses about going out on the ride. Jesus oh man it, you know before getting into cycling, you know you hear these names you know you're like ah whatever now you hear them you're like I'm pretty much I'm busy whatever day you're doing that right. you know it's, it's bad but uh, we ended up it took me to the bottom of this it was five miles from the house. And I'm like, all right. And I saw him, oh, I do it every two or three times a week. I get out of his truck, I unload the bike, and I start climbing up this hill. I don't think I made it up the first part of it out of six miles. Yeah. And it took me about two and a half hours to do it. And I remember seeing him and getting pissed off at him because I'd see him, he'd be gone and come back be gone and come back be gone and come back and at that point i mean i was just walking around corners you know sitting there draped over the bike but uh that that was my first (laughs) my first experience on the bike so uh it was good it was good i went out and uh made that made that climb my climb and now have the ko that was your challenge yeah that was your challenge
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean,
1: that, that's a good way to get hooked on it, too, because, like,
0: you know, not, not I, I guess it's, like, tested your character, you know? like. Yeah.
1: It's. Are you going to want to do this or not? Because oh, you're it's, going uphill. Yeah, that's one thing that just cycling has just taught me in general about life is just, dude, you just don't stop. You don't stop when you're tired. You don't pull out. You don't give up. You just – we all get tired. You yeah. know, we, we all – no matter what you're facing or what you're doing whether it's on the bike or life job you know career at home personal life just keep going forward. you know yeah yeah
0: and 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 from what you know from what you uh, i know about you little that i know about you um you have a tremendous correlation between your personal life off the bike and on the bike which is i think one of the words that came to mind is tenacity um could you share a little bit about you know I know you're you're from Oregon right and yep. and then from there around 23 years old you moved to Southern California mm-hmm. is that it Yep. Um, so what what was going on back then that you know led you onto this obsession with the bike like what what was that trigger for you
1: going on in Oregon or going on in, in SoCal in, in, when did you start actually like uh, you know cycling was like 2011 2011, 2011. Okay. so I guess really the backstory would be yeah. me losing all my weight and everything because uh-huh. when I lost all my weight got into bodybuilding hurt myself doing bodybuilding paint, paint, paint the story for me and for everyone else
0: on uh, what do you mean by like losing weight and all that <laughs> give i mean give me some in-depth like
1: okay so uh you know if if you look at if you look at like my family genealogy or whatever you want to call it you know it's uh we're we're all very very overweight individuals you know it's uh my what's mom. overweight though because overweight um, for,
0: you know can be different, for different
1: so i tip the scales at 301 301 pounds 301 pounds you know, and uh, I was, I was toggling between probably, gosh, high school was probably between the 265 and 290 range, you know, and uh, thank God I only gained, you know, 10, 12 pounds or whatever it was after uh, high school. Just, yeah, that was, that was, that was brutal, brutal yeah. time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, my my mom's right up there, you know, it's, my sister that's that's just a that's just a brutal conversation she's right there too and it's it's one of those things where you have to have the conversation but you really can't because you're like listen i've walked the walk talk to talk and you know they're all they're all looking to, to give a little bit of context how much you weigh like now 178 once oh, okay yeah
0: <laughs> so you, you okay so you, you've lost like another human i've right? pretty much lost or several humans yeah, yeah several okay so you're, you're I, I mean i I want to get into this into the story of like when you were 300 pounds because now you're 178. That's a tremendous transformation. Uh, I would think not only psychologically but you know physically um, everything everything changes.
1: Oh man, your whole
0: hardware, your whole human body changed.
1: Man, it's, so yeah.
0: um, what was it like, or what wanted you to get away from that?
1: That you know, it's phase of your life, <laughs> That's a good question. You know, it's people get so stuck in, and I, I was definitely one of those people that got so stuck in just you know, you kind of go with what society gives you, you know, what the label society puts on you. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, and by society, even doctors, you know, it's look, Kev, your big bone, you know, it's genetics. I mean, <laughs> eat, I. I how, how many times do we hear this? Yeah, it's such so true. Bullshit. It's so you know, true. it's like we we take. You're just a big guy. Yeah, you should play football, actually. <laughs> right? You know, you, you should do... <laughs> use those three hundred pounds. Oh my gosh! You know, <laughs> you're a brick wall. Like, yeah, thanks. It looks like the Michelin man. You know, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just you know they start putting all these labels on you, but it's like you know what? There's there's no reason why I can't do something. You know, and it, it's funny is when we first started talking about doing this podcast it's kind of like what was that tipping point you know and it, it kind of looking back it kind of goes on my mom you know she was one of those people if you, if you could actually if I would walk in the house say I'm going to be a bank robber she would be you're going to be the best bank robber ever you know the, the support system okay. there was like there was the, the sky was the sky was just the limit you know okay. but you kind of you know when you look at something you're like this is I can do this you know, just, I, I drowned out the noise, drowned out, you know, this this is it. No, this this isn't it, you know. Let, I'm gonna decide if this is it or not, you know. Okay. So, you know, and, and in that journey, you know, I mean, it was, oh, it was a hell of a journey is, I did everything from, dude, finfin, Fedrin We had these things I used to work in a mill making plywood and stuff like that, you know. Uh, we had these things called yellow jackets that would. I worked graveyard. When you work from 11 o'clock in the morning till, seven o'clock i mean 11 o'clock at night till seven o'clock in the morning you're just trying to survive at that point you know yeah and i would lose dude i would lose 10 15 pounds and come back 25 30 pounds you know it was just nothing nothing was working you know and i'd try this diet that diet low carb high fat paleo dude it was such a train wreck but you know it's it's funny as you start meeting people and you know they they follow all these little clicks or whatever it is and don't get me wrong stuff does work for certain people but not everything works for everybody right you know so you got to find that thing but then it's I guess it's kind of where my cycling OCD started kicking in was I'm like all right so let's let's dive into this you know we we research so much into little things that I was like all right let's let's figure it out so I started figuring out how food and stuff reacts inside the human body. You know? Even
0: even even before we get to that to that point, uh, Kevin, I would really like to like if you could pinpoint or let, let's let's pinpoint that that trigger that actually made you want to continue finding out and experiment to get to a point where. I mean, was it to lose weight or was it just to
1: to learn about yourself? Like, what really was it? Like, what were you looking for? Really to find myself and get healthy. You know, because it's, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is when when you're overweight, you know, it's, think about this for a second. I mean, if you, if you really just kind of think about the last person you saw that was overweight, yeah, I can almost 100% guarantee they were in a... Very oversized jacket mm-hmm. they're in an oversized hoodie or something, and we're in Vegas, okay yeah. it's hot that that's a security blanket you're you know it's I was you know I was so insecure of the way I looked you know God forbid I walked by a mirror you know and it was yeah. just I got so sick and tired of just feeling like I'm not good enough or this is what it is and just there's no so you it's like you knew that
0: that wasn't you
1: yeah. Yeah. That there was that you were underneath this. Yeah. This stuff,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, that it's I
1: I that would you just You could go
0: fat or whatever like. Yeah.
1: You you were underneath that. Right. You know, I would I would look at people and be like there is no reason why I can't do that. There's no reason why I can't be that. So That was it. Just like all right, game on. Game on, right? <laughs> you know, it's Yeah, it would uh yeah, it was just you know it's you start doing you, you know you walk in the closet you know and you're looking through all your clothes and you know that fits tight that you know that does that makes you look obese or whatever you know you just get to a point where you just you're so sick of, of the mind games just the mental and you're just you're so exhausted you're not happy with anything and it's just one or more you know realize that I I can do anything period. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: I mean, and that's that's uh, that's deep because it's not like you know some other person who's just want, who's going to the gym and is like, oh, you know, I want to I want to get six six pack abs this summer. You right? Know? You weren't yeah. looking for six pack
1: no, abs, man. bro. I just want to see my feet, dude. <laughs> <You> just <laughs> I just want to just see smart. my feet. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, that's a huge step. Yeah, yeah, yeah is you know, I never I never thought I would ever own a medium shirt a large shirt are you kidding me big and tall i'm pretty sure somebody in my family created that store (laughs) okay
0: so cool man i mean you you're you're looking at the mirror you're aware what's going on and you're putting your middle fingers up to the norm and the standard and what should be um and, and you're just gunning for it, right? So yeah. you started discovering, um, and just doing a lot of research mm-hmm. into nutrition, yeah. you're saying,
1: right? Yeah. So how, how was that, uh, how did that all start? I and mean, what did you find? You know, it's, uh, oh, the findings were absolutely incredible. You know, it's, you, you should, you should see the library of, of information that I, I gathered over the years. It was, uh, you know, you start researching. If if you if you wrote a book, I would see who who forwarded in your book or who you cited in your book, and I would read their books and find a common ground about it. But you know, it's funny is you know when you're overweight. Cause I remember going to the doctor and uh, my cholesterol was through the roof, and you know I was pre-diabetic at you know 20, 23 years old, and hey, you lose 10, 15 pounds. You know, let's let's try it. But yeah, you go to the doctor if your cholesterol's through the roof. You know, we all you know cyclists a staple for breakfast is what? Oatmeal, right? You know, and you go into the doctor and if you're overweight or obese or whatever you want to call it, you know, they tell you, hey, you know, let's lower your cholesterol. We go to the store and we have that oatmeal. One of the things I found out is oatmeal actually slows your metabolism down because it is so dense that your body has to try to process it, try to process it. So you mean to tell me we're going to take an obese person. We're going to say your cholesterol is through the roof. We need to lower it down, and we're going to put you on some oatmeal, and we're going to slow your metabolism even more. Now this dude's going to be completely depressed. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a lot of good information out there, but there's a lot of tweaks that you could put in there. You know, it's, you know, like you hear all this stuff about cinnamon, Well, the brass tacks about cinnamon, and as it doesn't increase anything. It just makes it a level playing field, meaning when your metabolism slows down, your body will actually take that cinnamon and bring metabolism back up to zero. When you work out room-temperature water when you're walking around throughout the day sucking on ice cubes um ice water stuff like that actually lowers your core temperature by a point tenth of a degree so your metabolism has to heat it up um yeah i remember you
0: telling me that yeah like, yeah
1: you know it's just you know or you look at uh if you ever walk in god man i can't tell you how many hundreds hundreds of dollars and probably thousands of dollars I spent on fat pills you know fat loss pills and yeah. you're just trying to lose weight in that in that process but if you actually look at the back of them and educate yourself the first product the first ingredient is ECG E-C-C-G. the second ingredient is caffeine mm-hmm. that's green tea the rest is just fillers yeah so you could put yourself on a steady state fat burner without the crash for breakfast lunch a decaf for mm-hmm. dinner your body's in overdrive I mean you just put in all these little tweaks you know carbs fat proteins it's it's a must unless you have an underlying disease and there's all that other stuff that goes with it but 95% of the world carbs fat protein and you're going to get there you know snacking every two and a half three hours you know that was huge because it's you know you think about it you know people go to such a calorie restricted diet that you know i mean there's times where i'd have like eight or nine hundred calories in a day you know and i'm trying to you know get that all squared away and make sure i don't go over my calories and sometimes that means eating a very little little breakfast very little lunch and maybe something for dinner depending on how my calories or whatever that crap was you know but the problem is, is you you take that and your body's very intelligent but stupid okay so when you when you say you sit there and you eat breakfast and you have that eggs and oatmeal and you know that staple and you're feeling good and you have your breakfast like normal at six o'clock in the morning and you have lunch noon twelve thirty or whatever it is your body's so stupid in the sense say you sit down and have uh have spinach salad with some almonds on it some vinaigrette and uh some chicken breast on top if you go and see a nutritionist and tell them that's what you're having for lunch you're gonna be like what are you doing here you're you're good you know it's you don't need my help your body be because it was four five six hours later your body has actually shut down no you're not gonna get sick no you're not gonna feel tired but your body is stupid in the sense where it's like you know what I don't know when you're gonna feed me again so I'm gonna go ahead and store this perfect salad as fat because I don't know when you're going to feed me again. So a lot of people fall into that trap. And I've never eaten so much on my weight loss journey yeah. than, than I did. You know, I mean, it's. I remember just eating, you know, once or twice a day and just still gaining weight, couldn't figure it out. And just deep, deep diving into it on such a micro level, just light bulb, you know. Yeah, I mean, something really important to note is...
0: The trial and error. Yeah. That you really have to go through. Yeah. To find what works for you. Right. Meanwhile, uh, taking note and observing what's going on. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and knowing what's working, what's not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, having a really good intuitive uh, connection to your body. And hell, if you can grasp the data and really look at the, at the numbers, you know, there's a story in data. Right. But, you know, I think the greatest hardware of all is, like, it's our own body. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you, you went through a lot of um, trial and error. What were you doing to kind of, like, manage what was working, what, what, was,
1: what wasn't working for you? Well, so... Like, how were you up, like, taking note of everything? So, I didn't try anything until I put it all together. So, I didn't want to sit there and start tweaking with stuff, so... I continued, you know, having, you know, having my pizza, having whatever it was while I was researching all this because I wanted to, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. Yeah. You know, so I would just, I wanted to figure out how everything worked, how a body could react to it because not only with the nutrition is, we're so sedentary. We are, you know, if you really think about it, if you, you know, I know paleo is all the thing now, you know, but if you actually look at back in the paleo days, you know caveman days man they they walk they, they move you know I mean we're driving in cars all day yes. you know so we're inside all day yeah you know yeah, seriously man sunlight say it with me it's great yeah, you, know? D, you know yeah oh my gosh but I actually I didn't do any trial and error with it I just I knew I knew this was because I wanted to do something it's, it's funny in, in the back of my mind I knew it was going to work
0: but like how, but how how did you know cuz so you, you were researching right and trying to find like right you, you were um getting a panoramic view of everything that's out there and trying to find what's right but how did you, how did you know that this was right and this was wrong without it actually uh, without testing it out i mean cuz you i mean you're, you're saying right. and 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 from what i know a little of, little bit of uh, you know this world is that the nutrition world is that everyone is person you know reacts differently to ingredients right. uh, has different sleeping patterns um, lives in different environments uh, different temperatures and you know has different stress levels so all these things right. are different elements and components that affect how someone is uh, consuming foods right right and where they're getting it from stuff so how were you kind of like working all of that out
1: during your research is so research and everything and working everything out was is I didn't want to get in I didn't want to fall into those fads of like well this is working here but I wanted that's why with the nutrients yeah and how the human body worked. yeah that's that's really kind of the two things that went back and forth is like okay yeah these nutrients work you're right oatmeal does work but inside the human body it slows the metabolism down okay so it's you know i talk all the time about a process you know it's i put 100 trust in that process that everything that i was researching and it was like i mean it it went it went deep i mean we could talk for hours on how how deep we just kind of went into it because you start looking at you know Fruit's a good thing, you know, and, oh, that's great, but is there a better fruit? You know, well, a green apple inside the human body, male, female, black, white, doesn't matter, young, old, a green apple, that tartness speeds up your metabolism two-tenths of a percent. Mm-hmm. And that's just a human body. So you kind of look at all these winds that you can put your body through, mm-hmm. you know, the green tea, the ice water, the room temperature water, and you put it all together, it's like, there is no reason why this can't work for majority of people because it isn't so specified yeah. into this into that, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I that, feel. It. I mean, you're, yeah.
0: you're posturing yourself in the best outcomes possible. Right, right. Yeah, you're 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 just creating an arsenal of um, you know different tools and methods to yeah. to tackle the you know. Your your trip on, on losing weight or you know having an, an optimal performance, right? Um, which is smart, right? <laughs> I mean it's it's like okay let's let's find out what what is all the all the uh, has worked and has really really good outcomes, positive outcomes, um, you know. And, and and if some of those things you know aren't working for me, cool. I'll just drop them off. But at, you know at least they yeah. were.
1: And and in the once I started everything, you know, I would I would tweak as I go. But I mean, man, it's I, I went on I went on when I started the diet. I, I worked in a mill. It was in Oregon inside of a mill. It's 110 degrees. I know we're in Vegas, but you work 10 hours a day, drenched in sweat. So there was no, you know, everybody's like, well, you got to adjust to this and adjust to that, and it, it just started to, you know as I needed to I would just kind of adjust on the fly but I had I had the research and just the stuff I learned to kind of back up well I don't need a cheeseburger but what I do need is this you know to help get me through so
0: I mean we could talk about nutrition like all day right right and 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 we could talk about like you know different um, patterns on how to get how to achieve your goals we could lay out an entire blueprint right now if we wanted to. <laughs> totally. Right? But yeah. at the end of the day, you have to have a certain mentality. And, and you need that sort of like tunnel vision so that you stay on track towards that goal. Absolutely. And what I'm talking a little bit more about now is like more of like a psychological approach to this yeah. stuff, right? So how have you been able to overcome... Adversity and challenges um, throughout this journey from like a, a mental approach, you know, or a psychological mind approach. Um, you know, you, you overcame your phase of what you call, you know, overweight. So you started cycling, you started getting, you started working out in the gym as well, mm-hmm. right? So you, you did different types of activities. Um, But how are you keeping yourself motivated
1: to keep on going and going and going? You know, it's a mindset. I just, I had to, I had to stop, you know, when, because I lost my weight very, very rapidly. And a lot of people, you know, you have, you got to drown them out, man. It's, yeah, you just have you have to stay focused it's it's a total and complete focus you don't listen to anybody else you know it's if you if you gotta have those hard conversations or disconnect from certain people in your life you know you just you have to do it because at the end of the day man it's it's your life it's we were, it's, we were just talking yeah. about this right like yeah. how do you balance the or
0: I mean internally and within our own mind and hearts we're trying to figure out a way to balance just doing things for ourselves mm-hmm. like getting on the bike and leaving our significant others or families or whoever back at home you know for breakfast right, right? And because we want to go on the bike for whatever reason right so some would look at that and if you really analyze that whole situation um there's there's people who do this every single day and they, they if you count the hours you're talking about like tens of yeah hours. So. Yeah. That's a lot throughout a week that you're dedicating just for you. Right. Some people would be like, Oh well that's selfish. Right. Um but then you have other people who are like, Oh, okay, fine, you know, I I'm not I won't go on the ride because you want me to have breakfast with you or right. you, you want me to stay at home. So and and then and in that person or in that situation you would label yourself or you would call yourself like more like a people pleaser or something like that. Right. I don't know. Um, so th- you know we're always kind of like trying to find that balance there right but is it okay to be um, just comp- you know selfish I mean do, do we call that selfish like is that is that fine is that what you call it well it's do we have to label it I mean that's how society label would label it okay yeah. right
1: I mean so it's, it's a
0: societal thing yeah.
1: yeah I mean if you think about it you know yeah literally we were just talking about this it's you know we're so consumed in, you know what we what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it. You know, it's this is what my parents want me to do. This is you know this is what my friends think I should do. Or you know I don't want to do this because of what my friends are gonna think or or what what anybody's gonna think. Who gives a shit? It's it's your life. Yeah. You know, and it's I'm I'm a firm believer in surrounding yourself with yes people think about this for a second okay the world is full of no people they'll tell you no before you're even done talking about it you know it's you know it's my wife is probably one of the biggest supporters and yes person i have i mean it's i'll be sitting on the couch wanting to have that breakfast you need to get your ass out there and ride your bike you know what i mean so i mean (laughs) it's it's having that It's a very small group of people, but it's a very important group of people. Yeah. You know, that's just like, it's one of those people where, you know, you tell them, you know, hey, I want to, you know, I want to rule the world, you know. And the first thing they say is, awesome, what's your plan? You know, not like, dude, pump the brakes. Mm -hmm. It's, what's your plan? How are we going to do it? You know, and it's, it's just having that. But in order to get those people, you have to think about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's you you have you have one life people, people are walking around like they're they're coming back yeah, you yeah. know it's they're they're focused on what tomorrow's gonna bring them fuck that you know sorry can we say it but you uh, say wrong, <laughs> yeah. I mean but we have one life <laughs> seriously you know and it's just <laughs> you know you're so concerned about tomorrow but you're looking back at yesterday be in the moment it's today yeah you know you you never know what's gonna happen you know and if you know i look look at all this and it's just you know it it sounds bad like you know i guess that does you want to label that you know it does sound selfish but it's by doing that i think you know my my biggest gift to people is i want to help them you know but i also want to help them because sometimes people need to know that it's okay to be you. And what whatever whatever it is that drives you, that's it. Yeah. I mean that's whatever puts that smile on your face, whatever you see yourself doing and you dream about and you think about and whatever it is, yeah, dude, roll with it, man. I'll be your biggest supporter.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's uh, you start becoming a magnet, yeah. you know, and, and people people start following it because yeah. you're confident. You that's know it. what you want. Yeah. You know, and you're doing it, yeah, you're doing it for yourself, but you know, the, if, if, if it's something that's truth and it's it's positive, right? I mean, go for it. Yeah. You know? Um, so what's your approach to training, man? What do you, because I, I just asked you, you, know, you, or this morning, you're like, yeah, I've been out since six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's your approach? Do you just get on the bike and go out, or do you have some sort of plan? Um, you know, do you have any events coming up this year that you're training for? Yeah, what's
1: yeah. What's your approach to that? Um, you know, I'm working with, uh, I used to work with Neil Shirley. Um, over at road bike action, he was a former pro, yeah. solid guy. Yeah. Uh, him and I became really, really close friends. Okay. And uh, but I used to race mountain bikes, and before I got into that, that was just out having fun. That I realized yeah. that you know I started standing on top of boxes and realizing <laughs> this, this might be uh, this might be a little bit more than fun. Yeah. Then uh, it's funny the the people you meet, and uh, I met the guy that used to wrench on my bike. His name's Fabian Guzman. Out in a uh, serious cycling in, in Gora Hills, and uh, he's like, "You ever want to get fast? Get a road bike." Then the owner had the audacity to walk up to my wife, say, "You'll never see him again." <laughs> she reminds me of that every now and again, but uh, it's it's funny. Then uh, I did, you know, I started getting really really fast on that, and you know, it started started doing extremely well in a lot of mountain bike races there, and somebody told me to. Uh, again it, it's moon's line. if you really want to get fast you get a coach and I happen to live <laughs> down the street from this from Neil Shirley at the time and uh, this was like you know the local pro and man this guy was just you know out there and you know crushing everybody and you know and so I had coffee with him one time you know I had great things start over coffee you know and uh, we put a plan together and started doing a little bit of crit racing and stuff like that and <laughs> I'll never forget, I'm, uh, I have my road bike. I just started working with uh, Neil at the time. And a friend of mine, his name is Rob Mesker. He calls me up the night before and he's like, hey, you wanna go ride in the valley? Now from Southern California, the valley to me was like San Fernando Valley. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, he ends up picking me up. He drives me the opposite way from the valley. I'm like, dude, I don't, you know, and, oh, I left out. He picks me up at 4.30 in the morning, right? I'm meeting him in a parking lot. I'm like, well, this is odd. Oh. So we're sitting there and uh, we're driving out and we start going up this road and there's a whole bunch of cars parked on the side of it. And uh, he's like, hey, by the way, I registered for you for uh, the Mount Baldy hill climb. <laughs> Well that's sweet. that's a great surprise. Yeah. Man. And I mean, you, you, you don't you don't switch gears on a bike, right? You don't have options of different cassettes or crank sets or any of that. You know, I just had a road bike, I was flying, dude, it was carbon. It was the nice. best thing in the world, nice. you know? I remember sitting there, and Neil Shirley happened to be my 30-second man. So, again, as a cyclist, you're counting people going up over the first little ridge, and you're like, all right, 25 seconds, 25 seconds. Here comes this angelic gazelle at, like, (laughs) 9 seconds. I'm like, I'll split the difference. I got it. Didn't have it. You get up by the lifts, and I remember I'm sitting there. I'm seeing these guys walking, thinking I'm so much stronger than these guys, right? They were walking because you couldn't ride your bike up it.
0: Right. For your average yeah, yeah, yeah. average yeah. joe. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's
1: where I'm at, you know. And I remember I'm going I'm zigzagging up this climb and they are passing me as they're walking. And they're like, "Dude, just walk." I'm like, "You don't understand. If I try to stop, I will fall down." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I get to the top and I just I turn around and I'm like, "You, Zach. jeez." But uh that point that was kind of like my new beast. You yeah. know, the new yeah. the new mountain bike yeah. thing, but it's always uh, a new one. Oh man. Then uh, I moved out here and started working with uh, Brian McCullough, at Big uh-huh. Wheel Coaching. And I tell you what, it's uh I love Neil. He's uh, I consider him family, I consider him friend, you know, very close friend. And Brian is just that guy that just dude He has a spirit, that guy. That guy Oh man, he, he's he's just good people. Yeah. And he keeps you straight. You know, I mean he's He'll, he'll look at you and he has you know Nike has a slogan and I think he shares the same slogan as all you have a body you're an athlete you know he's it doesn't matter who you are or what you are and you know he just kind of he finds what you're good at and you just dive into it you know and yeah it's uh, it's interesting because I did uh, with Neil Shirley he calls me up one time. He's like, you want to do something stupid? And usually with phone calls like that, I'm like... When they start off like that. Yeah, I'm like, done. You know it's going to be a good day. Sign me up twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this is down. great. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, there's this riot in Kansas. I'm like, all right, Kansas is flat. It's not. Not even flat. Let's just throw that out there. Okay. 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 But I'm like, it's flat. It's good. It's fine. Sure. He's like, all right, it's called the Dirty Cons. I'm like, I love the name. Dirty. In in for the next 10 years. So then we ended up signing up and this race, you know, it's 203 miles that I found out the day of the sign-ups. It's 203 nice. miles, nice. one day race and, and on gravel roads. I tell you what, that race was the one that taught me about myself. Ooh, Riding a bike. Ooh. That was the one that just dug, Ooh. dug deep. Because you're Ooh. sitting there, I, I remember, you know, Neil and I were, were looking at we're like, alright, so we'll do this, you know, and, you know, could probably place the top five or whatever. Yeah. And it started in Emporia, Kansas, and they're the founders of Veterans Day. So, you know, you hear the national anthem, Every you know, it's the most beautiful one you ever heard. Everybody's Pretty balling, so, yeah. just beautiful, you know, it's all the old, you know, country. This is America, yeah, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. nine-year-old boys, belt buckle, driving the track at yeah, yeah, 4 yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning yeah, yeah. with these spandex-looking dudes. It's great, you know? <laughs> but, uh... Man, I remember sitting there and, you know, you got Todd Wells, Rebecca Rush, Dave Ween's these, like, elite world champion cyclists, you know, 40-some countries are represented. Nobody's saying a word. And you're sitting there, and people are literally saying a prayer that they'll make it through the day. And I, I finally realized what I got myself into. So there's these cute little girls holding these signs that said 12... 14, 16, 18, 24, all the way to 30. Okay. I'm like, well, that's odd. What is, is that like per, is that like a corral or how does it, like only 12 people? How's that work, you know? No, you select yourself on how long you think it's going to take you to finish 203 miles. So it kind of like hits you. You're, hang on. I was thinking like anything over 10 hours is too long on a bike. I got it. Yeah. The sign starts at 12. So, hang on, I'm going to be on the bike for a minimum of 12 hours. So then you start thinking, yeah, you're thinking do I go it. to 14? Do I, Can I even ride a bike for 12 hours? You know, I mean, it's just, so you're going through all these things, you know, and just people are like, man, I'm not feeling right. Then you're like, I'm not feeling right either. <laughs> you know, like this is, but I, I remember going out and, you know, a couple of people like, oh man, 196 miles to go or whatever it was. I had to, like, mentally break it down. Like, I've done a century, so I'm going to go ride a century. Okay. Then the last 100 miles was, like, the first 50 was, oh, this is a club ride. Then I got five flats on the last leg, and it's all self-supported. So you have to have everything on you. Dude, I swear to God, my bike weighed, like, 300 pounds, right? Because I couldn't even, like, I had to... You know the cardinal rule: don't flip your bike upside down to change your tire, dude. I had that sucker flipped over. I'm trying to rip it out, trying to rip it out. Couldn't get the wheel out. You know, trying to kick the bike. Looks like I'm pissed off at the world. I just, I'm so exhausted I can't pull it out. Oh, I forgot to undo the brake, dude. You're 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 so tired. You know. Yeah. But then the you know the last 12 miles, I just had to like mentally, hey, the coffee shop ride was like six miles there, and six. You're you're just right. mentally like, right. we're good. We're good. We're good. But after I did that, man, it's uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I don't care what the mileage it, is.
0: Well, I mean, did you break at all in, in that ride? Bunk? Like break. Like, I mean, you just kind of, like, broke down and you were just. No. I mean, you just wanted to. I just,
1: that's, that's. Or, that's, or, or
0: you were completely conquering your yep. your mental state. Yeah.
1: Every If, time, so if the bike step. self Destructed. Yeah. That would be the only reason. And I, I swear I'd probably still finish that race if it did. I just, I knew, like, when I hit that ride, I knew yes. I'm like, the stuff I've been through in life, there's there's no way that I can't do this. Are you kidding me? Right. It's a bike ride. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I'm going back this year. I'm going back for uh, nice. to beat Neil. Hopefully what month? he's what listening. Month is that? Uh, June. June? June, yep, first weekend in June. What's
0: the climb on that?
1: It's about 14,000 feet.
0: 14,000? 14,
1: yeah. But the, the thing about it, if you, if you look at, you know, cyclists' life according to Strava, right? right. It looks like you just rode around the block. Okay. <laughs> it's one lap. But you're, you're, you're going along and you're like, why is this so hard? But it's a 3% for like 35 right, miles. Yeah. Then it goes over. Then you have the wind off the Flint Hills. Uh-huh. And you're like, dude, I don't know what's worse. The 3.5% climb... Or the headwind coming at you, yeah. or the river crossings, the stream crossings, or the flats, or the livestock in the middle. People don't I mean, know what free range is till you go back there. And, <laughs> the,
0: and,
1: and that type of riding too. That sounds like a
0: like all your senses have to be engaged. Yeah. Throughout the entire ride. Oh yeah. Because if not, you're just gonna get hurt doing something stupid.
1: Yeah, and it's it's funny. Is I was it was 11 hours. 14 minutes on the bike is what it took me. That was the shortest distance or shortest like mental time frame I was on the bike. It went by so quick. Yeah. You're just so engaged with it. Wow. But yeah, we're going we're going back to Kansas this year. Going back to Leadville. It'll be uh, number three for Leadville this year. Nice. So. Nice. It's uh, if it's if it's long, stupid, gonna hurt, and really gonna well, test you. What year was that? Uh, you did that right. That was uh, three years ago. So.
0: Has that been, is that like the most memorable ride you've ever had?
1: Leadville. Leadville? The first time I did Leadville. So uh, my, uh, my best friend and training partner, Chris Wagner, and I would always meet every Sunday and Monday in Port Hueneme, California and we would ride from his house all the way up to Santa Barbara and back, and it was literally like a 500 foot elevation, 100 miles. Or then, then the next day we would hit Gibraltar, which is the United States Mon Von 2, the way it's kind of carved out, you know, so we'd hit that. And before, yeah, it was, it was, bombs. yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it, was nine, it was nine days before Leadville, we go out, and I meet him at his house, and we were going to do 130 miles, and it was my paper ride. And we went out, and Froome dropped out of the tour that year. Uh-huh. And he was supposedly training on Gibraltar, which is where we're going to hit. So I'm like, all right, let's 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 look for the Jag, you know, the Jag with the blue stripe. You know, I'm going to see Froome, you know, let's see if I can spin up past them. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but, you know. <laughs> so I think that kind of me gave me a little bit of a added wattage that day and you know kind of went away from Chris a little bit on that and we always stopped at this uh coffee shop in Santa Barbara called Hanabar Cafe the dude uh-huh. that used to be Mark Cavendish's lead out guy on HTC owns it so he saw us every single week and he would just take care of us super good guy and uh on our way back you can either go back Foothill Boulevard which had hella traffic or you go down this side road that we've been going down for years never seen a car and,
0: uh, I got hit
1: by a Tahoe uh, that day. Get out of here. And, uh, I was in, I was in the best shape. But How I'm, bad was it? Um, multiple fractures in my left leg, completely exploded my, uh, left shoulder, AC3 separation. Jesus. Um, yeah, it hurt. It, uh, it hurt. I totaled the UConn. Are Uton. you alive? I, dude, it's, uh. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was was scary. (laughs) It was scary, Uh, yeah, but, uh, so Leadville to me was, I love mountain biking. I love road biking, I love mountain biking, I love time trialing, whatever, but I just, Leadville was like, you can't just decide you want to go do Leadville tomorrow and pay an astronomical amount of money to go do it. You have to qualify, you have to get in, you have to do well, then they send you a letter to invite you. Right. So it is, you know, I consider it an elite, elite. There is a lottery system where it kind of works, but we're bike racers at the end of the day. We, we go to win, you know, okay. we, we go to do well. And uh, I came off of a race up in Utah and we looked at my times in Utah and, and you know, it's, I always told Neil, I'm like, don't, look, don't, don't be putting that time on me, what it's supposed to be. And he's like, well, I'm not going to put that time on you, but you're going to do very very well if you keep this up because you add a certain amount of time and he's like i don't know you're running so good right now roll with it so i finally got into my my tour de france you know the Leadville, and i think it was uh i've been trying to get in for five years man, it's five years and i would just get beat and i would just get beat and i would get beat and i'm glad i got beat because it just made me better right you know it's made like it more. oh man it's you know if if somebody better shows up, that means I need to become better, yeah. you know? It's like the, the day we stop, you know, we decide we're not gonna go out training, you know? Somebody else is out there training, that's when you're gonna get beat. But, uh, so I get hit, and it was nine days before Leadville. We're all paid up. I can't get in to see the doctor until, I want to say like the 21st or 22nd. So we go. We load up the bike, I pack the bike up. <laughs> you're crazy, We man. go. And, uh... Oh, man. I, That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So we wind up going there. And, uh... We stay in Breckenridge, which is one of the most beautiful places. Yeah, yeah. it's I am so in love with Breckenridge. It's, yeah, I used to sick, go
0: skiing there a uh, lot. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah Breckenridge. The town is sick. Dude, yeah. Copper Mountain, dude. Yeah. So, uh... Peak 9. Oh, yeah, yeah. Seriously, we got some friends that live off of Peak 9. But... We go there and, you know, and I'm, dude, I'm, I'm so fucked up. You know, I got, I'm on, you know, the Valium, Vicodins, Oxys, 18 milligram ibuprofen every four all hours. That, that was the cocktail, you know, yeah, and it yeah. was like, and it still hurt. But uh, we go there, I'm going through all this and I ride my bike once and I just, I could not hold on to the handlebars. I mean, it, it just the pain in my leg the pain in my shoulders was just it was brutal i'm like well we'll just see how i feel for the race i didn't get the you know there is no there is no what is it insurance that you can get with a normal bike race or a crit or whatever hey if you don't show up we'll refund no this was you know 450 dollars all in plus trip plus week you know i mean you're you're vested and uh i told my wife i'm like you know what We went to the writers' meeting. Okay, so we went to the writers' meeting, and it was three hours, mandatory. If you're not there, you're not you're not racing Leadville, and a doctor's two hours of it. So the doctor's sitting there, and he's like, "Listen, if you're on, if you're on ibuprofen, if you're he's 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 like reading off your menu. I'm like, this dude looked at my file, you know, and he's like, stop. I'm like, I can't function, right? So, anyways, I I do this. I I look at my wife. I'm like, you know what? Drive me to the basic Columbine and I'm gonna ride Columbine. So Columbine's like, if you've ever seen any videos of Leadville, you got Powerline, you got Columbine. Columbine is the one that you go above tree line, turn around, come back. You okay. know, it's it's a nine mile climb. And uh, I remember I'd go up there, man, and I literally, the biggest baby in the world, just start crying, you know? And I'm just like, this just can't, I'm here. Yeah. I'm freaking here, yeah. you know? this. No, you know what, I'm not dead. I can move. If I just rode up this, I can ride 100 miles. I'm good. They didn't tell me it was 103 miles, though. Yeah. 103, that might have been (laughs) a bit much. But uh, all all kidding aside, you know, the next day I'm sitting there, and just the fact that I got hit, shouldn't have been there, and I'm on the starting line of the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. I don't understand any of this, (laughs) I don't understand. was just... That was that was my most memorable. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, you know, I mean, it's my body shut down. It just coming coming back in. I you know I wasn't sure if it was going to take me two or three hours to literally go the last ten miles. I just couldn't couldn't function. I remember going across the the finish line, man. I'm just I'm, I'm crying. You know, it's the the founder Ken Schubler and his wife. You know, she walks up, gives you a big old kiss, gives you you know I'm yeah. like. I'm I'm wearing the finisher medal of Leadville of this race that I've tried so hard to get into, and you know it's just I shouldn't, should not have been there. Like it was stupid for going, but I was there and I finished it, and it was just like that. That was it, you know. That was that was probably the best, best time, man. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, showed the best
0: side of you. Yeah, Yeah. you know, it's just what you're you're made of.
1: Yeah. uh, nothing's gonna keep me down man iron bro (laughs) call you iron man from now on
0: man uh do you have any any methodologies to um observing your training performance Do you look at data does your coach look at your data are you into that or not oh yeah
1: oh yeah it's uh what's
0: your approach to it
1: you know i kind of put the data reading on on his side but uh you know, I kind of put it in his hands. Again, it's just, okay. trust the process. Yeah. You know, it's, I, you know, I told him it's, I did a race last week and, you know, I did, I actually won it I sh- again. I had, you know. You won it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Thank you. What Thank was you. it? What happened? Um, it was an eight hour solo mountain bike event. Okay. Out in uh, Temecula. And I was off the bike for an entire week. I had convention and for the company I work for. So okay. it's, you know, I'm. I'm that guy where my job. I do not get paid to ride bikes. It right. is a very expensive golf sport, if you will, you yeah. know. And conventions, convention. I didn't take the bike. I didn't. Well, I took the bike, but I didn't take a trainer. I knew I'm. I'm perfectly content with. I'm not going to be on the bike at all. I'm not going to look at it. I need to work. I'm here to work. We're going to bust ass. We're good. Then uh, I called up, called up Brian, my coach. I'm like, hey, so there's this race before it before my convention or race after i'm all it's uh it's a race i did three weeks ago in um, fontana the south ridge cross country mountain bike series and i took third on that one i'm like hey the the series they're having another one before i go to california i can go race it stay down there and just do the convention it's in california it's good you know or i can do and he's like yeah i'm like or there's this uh eight hour race it's an eight-hour solo mountain bike. It's all eight-hour. Why you fucking call it? I was, it was like the stupidest question I ever asked. You know, I'm like, I was really hoping you were going to say the little hour and a half one. I'm good <laughs> there. You know, I'm good. I'm like, I'm not going to be on the bike. And He's like, yeah. So, all right. Yeah. All right. We're good. So then uh, I stayed the night at his place, and woke up the next day. Literally, just like ate some food, rolled out there. They're having the riders' meeting. Getting my stuff together. I'm like. I didn't look in my bag all week. I'm like, all right, shoes, check, jersey, check, bibs, check, helmet, bike, hey, we're good, let's roll. Yeah. You know, it's just, I had Straight to self-support. You know, I threw a whole bunch of, he threw a whole bunch of bottles and stuff in the bag and I don't know what was in the bag. I just threw it on the side of the road and just, all right, so eight hours, right? We're good. <laughs> and uh, so I went out there and it was nine miles a lap, so I ended up doing 80 miles in nine hour, in, uh, in eight hours. So nine laps, remember I went through uh, the start finish. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. I got, I got like an hour, an hour and five minutes or an hour or something like that left. You know, and the, the promoter I've known for quite some time, his uh, wife Heather walks up, she's like, so uh, are you gonna go out another lap? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm gonna go It's freaking Chipotle down the road, man. I'm going gluten will be harmed. Okay, we're just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gonna be brutal. And uh, she's like, you're not gonna do another lap i'm like yeah, you got it and she's like well you only have you only got well now you got about 55 minutes left i don't know what i was doing for lap time Just got lost track of it because i was self-supported yeah in the second she's like well you only have i'm like game on i'm like i'll be back here in 45 minutes she's like all right <laughs> some good motivation there. so i went out and uh won that race but yeah it's uh you know with with training and everything and racing it's I, I just I, I trust the process and I don't go into every race you know I talk to so many people and I'm like you know oh, I didn't win I didn't win well I won last week and that was great it's honestly you know when I when I won it I'm like oh man that was so awesome I just put in eight hours in my legs after a hell of bad week and I got the dirty pounds coming up you know it's just like that's that's that race you know then there's the lead bill state time trial you know there's a couple road races I have targeted you know but everything in between is just you got to put in the work yeah you know it's you know it, I
0: mean, how, how have you been able to find a balance between racing training and work
1: early early mornings early morning early mornings I and mean,
0: how do you sleep late you go to
1: bed early or um you know it's Oh, I feel so bad for my wife. <laughs> I'll sit down on the couch like at 8 o'clock at night, and I'm kind of dozing dumb. in and out, in and out, you know. I'm sure she's talking to me, too, and I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, I'm like, oh, no. But, uh, you know, I, I really try to get in bed by ten, ten thirty. Okay. That's That's the time, up so, at 5 a.m. religiously, without so an alarm clock, 5.05. You get your sleep in, for sure. yeah. yeah, yeah. So... That's good. I think sleep is. Uh, I
0: don't know. It's it's overlooked a lot of times, man. Yeah. You know. Definitely a huge, uh, huge component to being able to tackle the next day 100. percent Yeah. You know, because you, you can o- you can only like do a few of those days of you know four hours of sleep, three hours yes. of sleep.
1: Yeah, you know, and a lot of it, too, is, uh, you know, I, I go out and, like, I'll do a long event or I'll go out, you know, next week, I think I have seven hours scheduled for Saturday and six and a half scheduled for Sunday, you know, and it's going to be 100 plus, not too many people around here do that sort of thing. So it's yeah. usually soloed out, you know, and it's, uh, like we were talking this morning on the ride, is uh, a lot of times... I'll sit there and you'll, you'll see me when I get to like 60 or 70 miles I'm just kind of I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. because all I'm thinking about is like I was that dude that when everybody was showering in the locker room I was on my third lap of the mile Yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm out just like you cranking it, it out now. yeah you, you know I'm like let's, let's go <laughs> you flipped it out you
0: flipped it out yeah completely flipped it now. it's huge um yeah, I, you know, I, I'm still trying to grasp, you know, the, the idea of, of your story, because it's a, it's a deep one, and, and it's, it's extremely unique, um, because, you know, I've, I've been lucky fortunate enough to, to travel a lot, uh, and I've seen, you know, poverty, I've seen different types of, of situations that people are in, mm-hmm. okay, and they can't get out of. Um, and also situations where people have everything, um, and they don't want to get out of it, right? And and learn more about themselves or whatever else is happening. Right. So it's it's amazing to see someone that you know. You like you were saying. I mean, you were going to doctors, and, and doctors would tell you, you know, hey, I mean, lose lose some weight, but. You know, you're just big boned, or you're made to be like this. There was something in you that just wanted to discover more. You know, within yourself, out in the world, and everything. You know, so like that right there is something that not everyone has. Not everyone has that desire. Right. You know, and like the will to actually put themselves in a situation uh, that is draining that is tough every day right right because I'm sure it was tough for you every day yeah oh yeah not not just you know oh I had a bad week or oh, I had a dude. bad month or you know this year whatever <laughs> I'm sure it was like a daily battle mm-hmm. to reach a goal mm-hmm. right because if, if if there was one day uh, or one week where you reversed your progress it was you know it was going to be even more yeah tougher yeah right to move forward. Absolutely. So, I mean, you had to be at your peak mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. And to be able to sustain that mentally and physically. Yeah. So, I mean, shit, man. Like, you should write a book, okay?
1: I've heard, um, I've heard that many, you need a, many, many times. You need, to,
0: you need to share this with the world because um, you need to. Yeah. Just because. Because it, it, it's, a, it's a very strong... Uh, and, and, and motivational thing that you could help a lot of people, you know. Yeah. Uh, and even people who are listening here, like, you know, reach out to Kevin if you guys have any questions. You know, you're an extremely approachable person, man. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the way that I met you was you put together a three day, um, you know, New Year's kind of like yep. ride, right? Yep. Um, here in Vegas. And you're, I mean, are you sort of new to, to Vegas or have yeah. you been here for a while? Yeah, uh,
1: just under two years.
0: Uh, quick question what do you think about the cycling community in Vegas I, I know in California it's a much more evolved yeah it's a, uh, it's a than, than here and in terms of community and racing uh, and you know trainers and just the whole ecosystem is you know it's it's more dynamic yeah um, but what do you think about it here you know from, from what you've been able to to observe
1: you know the, the cycling community here is uh it's, it's first and foremost, it's great, you know, but, uh, I think we need to come together a little bit more, you know, it, it's, we're all, we're all riding bikes. We're all having fun. You know, that's, that's, that was kind of the whole purpose of that three day ride was to bring everybody together, you know, all walks of life. You know, it, it was so awesome. People were walking up, there like, this is going to be my first century. You know, I'm like, dude, this is the, that right there. If, if everybody went home, that was worth it. You yeah. Know? And- I mean, that was so awesome. It was amazing. It was really cool. I met, I mean, I, I made a few friends from that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: People I didn't even know. Yeah, you know, were here in Vegas. Um, first time riding with a lot of people, and the weather was like horrible too. For it was super yeah. cold, but people were still. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was a massive group. Yeah. It was a really good group.
1: I know. I um, know when so we was, uh, when we went out and did that. It's talking about the cycling community was. It's we're. I feel it is a little bit divided in a sense, yeah. you know, everybody's kinda in their own their own team and their own group, which is great, you know. But one thing that I personally learned was when we put that right on, all the people that would probably never ask anybody any questions were mm-hmm. talking with the racers and with the teams yeah and i I think it sparked a lot of interest and it'll help them because i mean we we all have experiences and we've all been there done that you know and for somebody to be able to latch a hold of that you know i mean even even coming from socal yeah we you know we had you know surf city you know monster media is huge out there i mean just Mm -hmm. literally a monster no pun intended but you know i mean they're just and you got you know multiple national championship champions in your group ride but they also took it upon themselves once a week that they would be a part of the group ride yeah and they would help those people you know which if you think about it socal did not start as a huge cycling team but stuff like that is what grows it you know yeah. it brings us all together yeah you know? yeah yeah. and that's even with our ride that we did on um, on the second day dude when i walked into that coffee shop halfway on when we're rolling out the gene, dude you had it it looked like a rainbow of jerseys in there we're all laughing we're having coffee that's it yeah that and that that right there honestly you know i said a three-day base ride or whatever but that that was the reason why the ride was made
0: exactly it was so awesome yeah and and i and i you know and it was natural
1: right it was it was a that was a
0: great moment uh the whole three days was amazing experiences yeah. an now it wasn't forced you know I've been I've been in some situations where you can see it's forced mm-hmm. you know and in that vibe it's like uh, you know it's like people won't come to the next mm-hmm. one because it's forced right um, you know making it and, and that's where it's kind of tough to where it's really authentic and like people just want it for the sake of riding, just want to go out and ride, yeah. and they, you know, it's a coffee shop. They'll just stop because they want to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not like all set up and everything. So, so yeah. I mean, when's the next one? <laughs> when are we gonna have the, you know, the the next ride? Um, people want it. You know, people want it here in Vegas. Um, but but sometimes there's there's always like, you know, people are always waiting for. You know, what's the hook? you know right. what are you going to make me sign up for this time because yeah. there's been a lot of that you know a lot of that type of stuff unfortunately. too unfortunately um, and so it, and, and, and if there is a hook it's always good to like put it up front yeah because you know it, be real it is what it is be right? real and, and at the end of the day um, you know if if you want to support right that's another thing too I, that, that I've seen it's like sometimes people want to support for some stuff but from other stuff they don't want to support so it's like but but I understand it because you know people they, they, they don't want to be uh, taken for a drive you know yeah. like they, they just want to be told like what is it for yeah you know and be upfront yeah. with it um, so so yeah I mean there's great shops in town you oh, know yeah. that they, they do great stuff uh-huh. uh, lifetime is really you know, yep. well involved with cycling yep. um, you know there's some restaurants in town that you know are very open to cyclists yeah. and, and love love the culture um, so yeah I think it's the pieces are there it's just a matter of putting this puzzle together right and the people who are going to bring um, that very positive vibe and good energy to bring that puzzle together um, are, are th- those those people are the ones who need to work a little bit harder right you know to make things happen because it's not going to come together magically no you know so yep. if, if there really is like uh, the goal to make stuff happen here in Vegas, um, it could happen. Absolutely, because the people are here. Yeah. You know, there's pros here. There are, and uh, there's there's like Olympic athletes in town that are training right. here. You know, uh, they're just a little bit under the radar. It seems yeah. like you know they're very stuff about what they're doing and stuff. Um, but yeah you know the, and, and, and yeah there's, there's characters there's always characters there's always going to be the characters yeah. right? there's always yeah. going to be the haters or whatever yeah. you want to call them uh, there's always going to be the selfishness you know but that happens everywhere absolutely you know what I mean so a, as a community if you want to make something happen like get out uh, reach out to people who are who are getting together you know uh, yeah. uh, uh, and, and make things happen yeah. And, and, and if it's like a 10 person group or 20 person group that's how everything big starts you
1: know absolutely um, you know you, you never you know you never know what you're capable of doing until you start yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and that, that, that was it you know it's you know putting it together I actually you know following my own little mantra you know it, I reached out to a couple of people they're like yeah well and you can tell maybe something happened before or they're just like it's it, yeah I, I doubt anybody will show up for it you know and I told my wife, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about putting on this three-day ride because we did a four-day ride in, in SoCal, you know, and it grew huge. And we, uh, I reached out to Mike Alec on CareFast. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And before I could even finish his sentence, man, he's like, man. You know, so I'm like, if anything, I'm like, I'm going to put on a three-day ride. I'm going to ride with Mike for three days, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Right. Right? I'm like, that was, that was the whole thing, and it's... You know i joke around all the time but it's it's true is i'm living for my funeral
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm, i just want to help people man i want to yeah. help people i want to bring people together you know and just just bring them together man yeah. it's it's so that to me is the most rewarding thing man
0: yeah you know for sure for sure
1: well great man um
0: i think we're coming up here to towards the the end of the beginning or the beginning of the end I don't know which way it is but uh, you know I could talk to you for for a long time and you you, there's you have tons of stories I know (laughs) off the record you have tons of stories I won't I won't make you bring any of the stories online here but uh, you know we'll 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 definitely be be doing a a second episode together and uh, you know I think I think we should definitely put on put on some group rides too man absolutely that would be really interesting too know um whether it's during the week or or on the weekend you know I, I mean you from what from what i'm hearing man you do some pretty epic rides and epic races yeah you know some really you know <laughs> strong stuff so you know just from being a, a natural cyclist i'm sure you have a lot to share too like on the road you know little techniques you know things that new people and new cyclists like myself um would you know would love to hear you know for example like uh, Red Rock Loop, you know, I, I asked this to someone yesterday, actually, because um, I, I saw him just completely bomb, you know, the, the first couple turns in Red Rock Loop. Like, how do you, how do you, what do you do to your mind and an actual physical technique to really bomb a hill, you know, and, like, take a curve like you see the pros do, you know? Like, how do right. you how do you really you know, get there, to do that, man. I mean, is it just like letting go and trusting, trusting the bike, trusting the edge? Yep. Like, what would be your tip for someone who has been riding maybe for a couple years, you know, uh, or has done specifically here in Las Vegas, the Red Rock Loop, you know, will do that, I don't know, a hundred times a year, you know? Knows, knows the curves and everything. Um, what, what, what would you say to that person if, you know, if they asked you, like I'm asking you now,
1: how do you take those curves a little bit
0: tighter, a little bit stronger?
1: You know, it's uh, the bike. The bike is an amazing machine. But uh, when you when you go into those corners, you know, you go in. You never hit your brakes in the corner. Yeah. You scrub off your speed a little bit before you go in. But when you go into that sucker, you you counter that corner. Yeah. You almost you throw your handlebars away from the corner, but away you, from the corner, away from the corner, and you plant that outside foot. And drop that hill like you're gonna drag it through the concrete, and that bike will want to just naturally lay itself over, and you carve that corner. So you start, start wide, cut it in, and you'll you're out of the corner.
0: Huh.
1: And you just and you look you look through the corner, you look out of the corner. Don't look. Because you
0: know, because you know the, that feeling when, let's say you're taking, mm-hmm. you know, the corner is toward the right. Right. Okay. And Okay, fine. You're you're on the outside or the inside, whichever. But you're you're trying. You're starting to take that corner, and prior to going around the pin, uh, you you can already feel the front wheel taking you toward the outside. Like, you know, it's yeah. taking you this way. It's sort
1: of yeah, the right yeah, where you yeah, should yeah. be going. Right.
0: Why is why is the bike taking me towards the
1: left? Because you're not counter me. You've got to counter it. if you if you just steer into the corner your bike yeah. will want to come up and it'll go towards the outside okay so when you go into that corner and you steer away from the corner your bike it's kind of like i used to ride sport bikes yeah so you counter if you counter the corner the bike will naturally so i'm turning down. right
0: i'm moving my handle bars
1: a little bit towards the left yep just a little bit it's almost like you have very little pressure on yep. your left hand if you're if you're going right. You have very little pressure on your left hand and a lot of the pressure's in your right because you're really just kind of pushing that bike. And it might seem
0: like a stupid question,
1: right? But, I mean, I've always, I've thought, like... and and sometimes I've asked people and
0: they're like oh well you know they'll just they won't give me a technique to follow right Right? or like that sort of tip they'll just be like dude just let go and take it I'm like okay but I need like a technique I need I need a little bit more like detail and and, that's that's the thing and that's and that's cool man I love that I mean that's no one's ever told me that for example and I didn't you know I haven't looked it up either Right. I could probably google it right but there's also like different ways that people you know take it in so it's always good to hear it like you know, from someone who's yeah. who, who knows exactly that route in Red yeah. Rock. You know, too. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know you were supposed to like just go over water too, and, and yeah. I did that. but <laughs> I came out the other side fine. So.
1: Yeah, that's um, awesome. I heard. You, I life. heard you
0: just dove into a river as well, right?
1: Yeah. That was. Yeah. Well, that was uh, that was at the Dirty Kanza three years ago. Yeah. So that was oh that was so epic, dude. <laughs> we that gotta that get a photo so, of that. I oh, know, man. It has to be out there. it has to be yeah it has
0: to be someone's looking at it right now just laughing (laughs) (laughs) all right man well um are there any shout outs like any any uh any you know anyone out there your trainers your coaches family your core group that you consider um you know your your family uh, that you would love to you know give any shout outs
1: yeah absolutely you know uh the, the the first one is absolutely my wife you know she's she's my support she's my rock she's uh she she puts up with me, <laughs> you know. She wrangles me in. you know she uh, knocks me knocks me down to size every now and again, and uh, I love her to death. But uh, you know Brian Brian McColla Big Wheel Coaching, Joy at Big Wheel Coaching. You know um, they are they they just believe in me, man, and they just they push me and push me, and they're they're just they're great, you know. And nice. uh, you know it's I'm racing for uh, serious cycling, and. Uh, LA, and we're trying to look at branching out out here, possibly creating something out here. And uh, nice, it's going well. It's going well.
0: Cool. Let me know if I can help out in in any way. Yeah, absolutely. man. absolutely. Um, You know, bringing more cycling to Vegas is uh, is a goal, you know, of of Fuelixer as well. Awesome. Uh, And anything that we can do, Uh, you know, I wish. You know, one thing I do see here is that there's not like a Like a seed team, you know, like that development team. Yeah. Where you bring in young people like 16, 17, even younger, maybe. That's
1: the future of our sport.
0: Yeah. So, you know, in a lot of big developed frameworks, uh, you have the seeder teams. Yeah. The seed teams. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then the more progressive or, uh, you know, pro teams, amateur pros, uh, and so forth can pick from the litter. You yeah. know, but those litters have to have to have some formality right. to them, and some really good uh, frameworks. Absolutely. You know, so that those those uh, age groups are very well developed. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a great opportunity here in Vegas for that. You just have to be again, it's like yeah. the right people. You yeah, know? it's not about just opening up another company or bringing another team. Right. It's about the people who are actually going to be doing that yeah. day in day out. Oh uh, yeah, you know, to make that make that happen yeah um, so cool yeah awesome man uh, anything else you want to want to lay out there
1: uh, yeah man you, you see me out right I see you have
0: a, you have something on your bike what is yeah.
1: that that little piece of paper um, A lot of times uh, the top part of the bike is uh, on that piece of paper it, it's a piece of like KT tape yeah but what it is is uh it's usually the workout or whatever's going on and the the bottom half is uh usually some some inspiration or something you know like focus and you know it's uh you know stay focused driven you know certain races coming up you know or a big one i use on my races is uh um honor and respect yeah you know honor can be given respect is earned yeah you know so just kind of keep me keep me in check
0: i like that man that's dope that's some real (laughs) stuff man you know there's uh there's this japanese scientist he studies water very very like micro particles in water and a lot in his research i forget his name right now but in his research he's found you know he would he would use uh Complete these experiments where he would write the word love on a water bottle, and he would face the word uh, inward, okay. and he would grab another water bottle, same water, and he would write the word hate, and then um, he would take the water out, right, and he would look at the water through a microscope, and the one, the water with the word love in it would create, um, he would freeze it, and he, it would create some really beautiful, uh, you know, symmetric, like snowflake looking, you know, uh, designs. Right. And the water with the word hate was all skewed, you know, um, it was very off, like very abstract, so um, in a little bit different coloring as well. It wasn't as clean and as, yeah. as pure, right. you know, almost like diamonds, you know, yeah. like very low quality. So, they would do the same thing with water, they would do the same thing, uh um, sorry with music and then they would do the same thing with just putting the water in um different types of environments like they took a water bottle and would put it overlooking Machu Picchu in Peru and they would put one like in a shore in New York in the city same thing
1: crazy
0: so I'm not a scientist
1: dude that's deep I'm
0: just a crazy person yeah but I know that we're made of water, right? Yeah. What is the percentage that humans made of? Like,
1: over 70%? Yeah, it's like 72%, like this, right? yeah. I mean,
0: there might be something in that, you know? Dude, 100%. That's why, that's why like, 100%, all that, man. like, confident, you know, reinforcement, uh, you know, people are like, oh, mumbo-jumbo. Like, okay, fine, whatever.
1: Right. You know? But sometimes somebody needs to hear they Yo, can do like- it.
0: Is it really gonna hurt anyone if I have the word uh, love, you know, or focus, or uh, never give up, you yeah. know, on on my bike and it's looking at me the whole time that I'm riding? Am I gonna kill anyone? Like, is it gonna hurt me? Yeah.
1: No, man. Oh, that's also, so true. Dude,
0: I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. that paper thing
1: hey, go for it yeah
0: it's <laughs> good man I like that a lot
1: awesome yo thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you thank you, you. alright
0: I know you awesome. gonna be doing great things here in Vegas nah, thank you uh, and if not you're gonna be doing great things with yourself <laughs> so that's 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 the most important part man. yeah man alright nah. you're very inspiring man you inspired me I know you can inspire others I know you have already um, and that's from the bottom of my heart that I really thank you. mean that uh, keep killing it out there and and just slaying slaying life bro the
1: way it should be done absolutely man it's good
0: stuff absolutely cool Um, well that was episode 41 guys and we'll see you next time thank you